Hey everybody, this is Ricky with Aging Nerds or Beers of Aging Nerds. I called it Beers of Aging Nerds for the podcast. I'm going to stick with that. But I am, just a quick announcement, I'm changing up how my YouTube channel is working. I made a small video about it. I'm going to post that today, but this is the first one post of that. So I wanted to talk about, I'll, I'll just throw that in there ahead of time. My YouTube is going to be less about just playing, or just about beer and more about everything. And my the podcast will still be beer focused and I'll try to release a beer focused video each week, but I'm also going to talk about movies, anime, video games, etc. So let's just get that out ahead of time and let's move on. Second announcement, quick announcement is not really much of an announcement is more of an apology. This time of the year has been stupid busy. And now I'm starting to realize why real YouTubers uh, like Phil DeFranco and PewDiePie have taken the last three to four weeks off because it's really hard to find time to do everything you need to do. I've been tired, exhausted, just from work and uh, just everything. It, the weather changing has made me just a nightmare for me. And I've just been constantly like trying to catch up up to this point. So this episode's going to, I'm going to basically drop last week's, which I haven't edited, has been sitting in my, in my folder for a week. The little short video that talks about me changing the YouTube channel to more of all over, all around nerdy things. And then this video and possibly the next one, I might record all the other two today back to back. Because I think they're similar but different enough that they both need to be set at once. They could both be set at once. It'll be weird if I'm doing that though because I'll be wearing the exact same clothes in like four videos. Although, I mean, I mostly just wear my hoodie and... Uh, un- different undershirt, so maybe I'll just go up higher and no one will notice, right? But either way, um, yeah, so those are just like the quick on the top of the hour things I wanted to mention. Now, this episode, I will be talking about some beer I enjoyed, uh, many events I went to, and many being M-I-N-I, not Manny, as in M-A-N-Y. And then um, my, I, I kind of wanted to use this one as a good recap for 2020, and then the, or I'm sorry, 2019, and then the next episode that I record will be future gold for 2020, and maybe kind of compare what I did versus what I'm going to do. So yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully this is a fun little episode here. Uh, first, let's talk about the beer I had. Um, no, let's start with events. I guess it could be the same thing. <clears throat> we went to two little mini events. Uh, Pine Defiance had a little mini event. I don't know what theirs was called on s- Sunday. No. New uh, Christmas Eve. Yes. They had a little mini thing going on Christmas Eve, so we made a trip out there. It was really cool. They had um, they had one beer on tap that I was really looking forward to trying, which was Narrow's Gloom. I heard about it from uh, PNW Daddy on Instagram. He, he drank it and said it was really good. And then that's when I started looking out for Narrow's beers, uh, stouts, and porters, because I heard they're, they're solid. You know, I've had a couple, but this is one that's been kind of on my list. I've been wanting to try, so now I finally got to try it. Solid beer. It's super, super rich, so it'd be hard to drink, I think, more than... Um... So we had an eight-ounce split between the two of us. So uh, presumably, we both got four ounces. It was strong. It was it was a lot to drink, and it was super, super rich. I don't know if I could have done an entire eight-ounce by myself and felt good about it afterwards, but... It was a really good beer, great flavor, super, super rich, super dessert-like, without like without like sugary, chocolatey sweetness. It just had like a nice, uh, rich, chocolatey flavor, I guess. Like if it was like a dark chocolate versus the milk. It was a very much like a dark chocolate flavor. And then on top of that, this last Friday, see, I'm all messed up because of, the, of having holidays in the middle of the week. I think it was last Friday, we went to Peaks and Pints for um, barley wine event that they had. I can't remember what it was called, but they had a really cool, like, uh, folk style, not folk. Yeah, I'm gonna say folk style band there. They were great. It fit, it fit the event very well. It was stupid busy, so we just grabbed a couple beers and bounced. It was my first chance to try Fremont's um, Brew 3000. I'm glad I tried it because it's an excellent beer. It was pouring at 10 ounces for $9, so it was a little pricey, but I mean, if you grabbed one of the bottles, they were $30. As much as I love bar- barley wines and I love barrel-aged barley wines, I don't know if I'll ever get into the $30, $40 range of barley wines. Like I saw, <clears throat> I was at uh, Tacoma Boys grabbing a couple things or just looking. I don't think we were grabbing. And I saw the um, Anchorage Brewing uh, 
endless something. It's the combination of their barley wine and their imperial stout combined. That thing was $32. And I heard about it from Ryan down in Olympia, and I thought that seemed expensive. But then I saw it, and I was like, I can't. I mean, I can't justify spending 30, 35 bucks on that, especially with my goal of trying to spend less on beer, individual beers. So we didn't end up grabbing it. Uh, but I'm glad I got to try the Brewer 3000. That probably realistically breaks my rules, but it's okay. Uh, they did have three rye men, the Rubens bar uh, barley wine that's barrel-aged. I wanted to get that, but I didn't want to spend $20 on two 10-ounce beers. So we, I kind of made the choice, and I kind of wish we got the three rye men because I don't know when I'll get a chance to try that. And I heard it's good. I digress. It was, it was an excellent event, and it was great beer. It was ridiculously busy, and I'm glad we were able to go, but I'm also, I would I would have loved to stick around. They do, they usually do like a little mini flight, and when it's that busy, it's hard to tell if they do the flights. There was nowhere really to sit. It was it was tough. It was a good event. I w I'm, I'm gonna keep, keep going back to uh, Peaks and Pints <coughs> for events this year. Um, on top of that, I had bought I had two mattress beers, an IPA, I think it's a double IPA from, um, called Greetings from Tumwater. It's a, oh no, it was a fruited hazy, yeah, double IPA. That was awesome. Like it starts out very sweet and fruit-like, and then you get a little bit of hoppiness at the end, and then at the very final note, especially as it kind of matured, while, even while it was open, you started getting like a sour flavor. It was excellent. It was a, a, a very well-balanced, crazy flavored beer. And then I had two different um, Nightmare beers. Nightmare Brewing has been, I, they were, I saw their beers pop into Washington. I think I saw, the first time I saw them was that Rainier Growler, and then I started seeing them kind of pop around. And I, I kind of sat on them because I wasn't sure where what they were or who they were. And then I started hearing just praise about them, and I was like, all right, I got to get some of their beers. And I found uh, that one and... Uh, I'll, I'll run up to it in a second. It was a it was a double IPA or triple IPA, and then it was, um, oh man, I can't remember what it's called. It's their sour. It's the Glasgow something or not? It's not the Glasgow one. It's a Columbia necktie, and they were both really good. Um, I really, really, really liked the flavor IPA. It was just I may have just been an imperial IPA, but it was excellent. It had such good flavor to it. And then the sour that we had was really good as well. Um, I'm super digging Nightmare. I really want to get their one sour. I think it's called the Glasgow Next Tie. And the reason that, or and that one looks interesting because it um, has like a really rich red color. So I'm I'm looking, keep my eye out for that one as well. Uh, on top of that, I had a Mother Earth one that was good. Oh, I didn't mention the other matchless. It was a cookie jar. It's just an Imperial cookie cookie stout. It was a great flavor. It wasn't it wasn't mind blowing. It wasn't crazy, but it was a really nice beer. Um, also had an IPA from Trapdoor. It was the one that I missed um, on the Full Throttle event. It was their collaboration. Um, I liked it. It was a solid beer. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, on top of that, had the newest head full of dynamite. I don't know what version it's on. We're at the point where I don't feel like they need to keep giving me versions. And I do think if they're going forward, they should do kind of what I, th what I think Rubens has done, which is they've... Um, Rubens, I feel like, basically came up with their Crush series. And, like, the first Crush was just their Crush. And then they had a, a Double Crush. And then they had a Triple Crush. And now they have a P&W Crush. And they have a Fresh Crush and all that stuff. And I think that's what Headful of Dynamite needs to do, is that they need to kind of come up with a base and then splinter off of that and have a couple that are repeated every, every three months or whatever. And then everything else is slightly different versus what they're doing right now, where I think they just come up with a brand new one every month or every it's like every month and a half i feel like they like they've just been exploding through these and they're really good but everyone is slightly different and so it's a little tough to go head full of dynamite's the best thing by fremont i think they have other beers that are better but i do think head full of dynamite is a great beer and it's fun to build get it they have great can art on it and overall i think it's a good beer it's just one of those things that's hard to be like oh i'm gonna grab a new head full of dynamite but it's always slightly different like i've had a fresh hop one i've had a less than fresh hop one i had a super hazy one and then i mean it's just slightly different it's a great beer either way but it, it's really hard to kind of keep track with it and then the last one i'll talk about is the 1050 uh, barrel age i've had the oscar blues 1050 before 
I've seen the barrel age before. I really like the barrel age. Um, I didn't know what kind of review it was to have. Oscar Blues is one of those weird breweries that I hadn't seen ever, and I saw them in Walmart. So I was like, oh, they're just like, they must be Walmart's off-brand. And then they started putting out these excellent beers, and I'm like, oh, they're their own thing. They have nothing to do with Walmart. They're just a great brewery, but they're I think they're larger, maybe. I don't know much about them, but I really need to look into them more. Uh, there was a beer last year that they did a collab with Cigar City called like Bur Bur Ham or Bur Buram or something like that, and Seth just raved over that beer. And I, ever since he talked about, it, I was trying to find it. I just never could again. So I I will definitely keep them more on my radar than I have. I mean, their Death by Coconut's excellent. I had an IPA, uh, a couple IPAs by them last year. Everything's good by them. So I just need to kind of keep them a little more in my rotation. Okay. That kind of covers all the beers I've had. There's a couple more in there. Uh, like I said, a Mother Earth, um, Nightmare. I think I had, I think there's a couple other things as well. I haven't had a ton of beer. I had a good amount of beer on the weekend and a little bit on New Year's Eve. No, I'm sorry, Christmas Eve. So, but it's all been good. Um, I'll have some more beers for next week. See, that's the reason why I can't film these back-to-back because I'll have some new beer for next week. I'll think about that. Um, okay, let's get on to the topic. Last year in beer was um, really good for me. I had my goals from last year were primarily podcast-focused. Um, make sure I put out weekly content, uh, do another beer trade, try some exotic beers, and what I meant by that was like, Treehouse, Trillium, Monkish, etc. Just some beers that are kind of, I've been calling this, I'm going to change that from exotic beers to bucket list beers. Um, I want to do like a lot more events and go to breweries and um, even if small events, just stuff that kind of gets me out of the house and trying beers out in the world versus just at home drinking. Even if it's just with friends, it's a little bit different than just having a beer by yourself or with your wife. And then visit more breweries. And I had a list of breweries on there I wanted to visit. I actually did pretty good. It was a it was a big year for beer for me. Um, I mean, you can tell I put on about five pounds, maybe ten pounds since I wrote that list. <clears throat> so, but yeah, it was it was a big year. Um, I did. I think I did eleven trades last year. So my first trade was not last year. It must have been the year before, twenty eighteen. I don't know how many trades I did in twenty eighteen. I feel like it was two or three. It wasn't many. This last year, I did a buttload of trades. Some of them were repeat trades with some friends I've made be, uh, in the world. Some of them were new trades, like I did one with this dude from Colorado. Uh, I don't know his, I can't, <coughs> excuse me. I can't even remember what his username was. It was like DNVR, and I'm not sure he's still posting stuff, but I need to, I need to meet, uh, reach out to him again. But as much as I enjoyed trading, I did get to the point where as much fun as it was, and as cool as it is, because you get to try all these new fun beers. One, I got to the point where it was like you'd you'd be like, let's do a trade, and they wouldn't respond. So you're like, how about you? Do you want to do a trade? And then you would ask someone else, and they're like, let's do a trade, and no one responds. And then they all respond at once. And I'm like, let's do six trades. And I'm like, oh man. So I'd get these. I'd go through these moments of having no trades to having thirty beers a can or thirty cans of beer in my fridge. And I was like, this is too much beer. This is really tough to kind of work out what I should be drinking. And so I back, like I, 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 it's just like this ebb and flow of an enormous amount of beer. And because of that, I wasn't drinking as much local beer. So it actually got very tough to do trades because already I'm li- I, like, as a whole, I'm limiting my beer intake as much as I can. So it's less. And then, um, <clears throat> and then I'm drink the only beer I'm drinking is trade beer. And then, I don't get a trade. I don't know what to trade with. So it was like that weird combination of those two things happening made it very difficult to do uh, beer trades. <clears throat> Excuse me once again. But more importantly, as much as I enjoy doing beer trades, and I and like, I'm gonna talk about the really good stuff soon. I got into a habit of having. It was so expensive to do beer trades. So you have to think. I was usually using a medium box. The medium U- UPS USPS box is awesome because you could fit a guaranteed eight six-ounce cans in there. And you could usually squeeze in two more at the top. So you could get, and it was like somewhere between eight six-ounce six cans, and you could almost get to 10 if you did it right. And shipping that was, I think, 15 bucks. And as long as you packed it right, I never had a single issue with it. It was 15 bucks, 
But then you you do the math on that, and I say each one of my beers averages about five bucks. Mm, we'll say f- for a sake argument, we'll say four bucks. So each one of the beers I had would average about four dollars. <clears throat> you have eight beers at four dollars, or we'll say ten beers at four dollars. That's forty dollars right there, right? And then you throw on top of that shipping, so you're looking at fifty-five dollars just to ship beers, and then you get back the the ish beers as well. And you start kind of doing the math on it. And you're like, man, I'm really spending. I'm spending about six dollars a beer on these, so I could try some new beers. And sometimes, most of the time, really solid beers. But sometimes you get some stuff back, and you're like, ah, like the. And I don't think he'll ever see this. A dude named Jason I traded with the first time I traded with him. He sent me a. Okay, I can't imagine he'll ever see this. He sent me kind of a bunch of junk, and he. I even told him I was like. Just as a, as a semi, what's local, some good stuff that's local. And he went to a beer shop. He probably went to like a Total Wine and just grabbed a bunch of beer. I mean, one was a New Belgium. I mean, what in what world does a person in the U.S. not have access to New Belgium? It was a great beer. It's their, it was their whatever series. But it was just like, it was like, it's a New Belgium IPA. I know it's like five bucks. Or I mean, I know it's like a $3 IPA. And even if it's a big one, it's like a $3 IPA at most. It's a great IPA. But that's not that's not like something new or different, and then um, so that was like the, that was only that was like the only negative trade experience I had. And then I traded with him again later. It hooked up because I really wanted the main reason I wanted to trade with him is so I get the bearded iris. I got the bearded iris. I was super stoked on it. It was excellent. But it got to the point where it's like it was really tough to kind of keep up with trades. I was I was I'm always in a constant battle of drinking less beer than I'm <laughs> than I should be or. Drinking less beer than I am, I guess, is the best way to say it. So always try and drink less beer and try and keep up with trades. It just got too hassle. And I never did, like, the one-to-one trade where you're like, I got this free 2018 Fremont coconut barrel-aged uh, bomb. And but like it, on the market, it, it catches 60 bucks, So $60 worth of beer for this thing. I mean, I tried a couple times. I held on to one so I could kind of trade it, and it never really presented itself I guess is the best way I say it and so it was one of those things where I was kind of like eh, there's no reason to really keep going down this way so beer trading awesome I'm glad I did it I did a ton of it last year it, it presented a lot of opportunity for beer but it was it was overwhelming and it was tough so beer trading that was a big goal knocked it out uh once again I said exotic beers I'm gonna say um less exotic and more um uh, like bear, like uh, bucket list type beers. So last year I was able to try Parish Brewing Ghost and Machine. Ghost and Machine is, I mean, there's no way to say it except that it's a fucking awesome beer. And I had three last year and I traded away one just to be nice. And there was a part of me where I was like, oh, I shouldn't trade this away. But I mean, I also am really happy I was able to share that with people. Great beer. If that, if Parish could do one thing and they could get that shipped out further, I mean, they would make millions they would make so much off of it because it's such a good beer um i went through the gambit of topping goliath actually with that being said i'm gonna say i also got hard i went hard into oh man i'm spacing on that it's that um it's taver i went hard into taver last year and taver was awesome and it presented a lot of really cool opportunities but i had to cut that off quick because taver I don't think is unfairly priced, but it is expensive and you end up spending a lot of money on there very simply. Like it'd be, it's so easy to kind of go through the app and just kind of grab stuff. And then you look down at how much you spent and you're like, oh, I spent $150. The plus is, and the danger is that it's right up the road from work for me. So I'm very easily able to go grab um, my order and I save a ton on shipping, but still it's too easy to spend a lot of money at Taver, so I had to quit that. That was another 20, that was like a 2018, 2019 carryover. It was awesome until it was just getting out of control. And there was partly, once again, it fell into the same thing where it's like, I already have a lot of beer coming in from these other places. I mean, it was like, there was like a six month period where I almost never went to Pint Defiance unless I was gonna make a trade. Um, so yeah, and I think, I think I'm gonna say one more thing. I think I would be more interested in trading if I had, if I had like other half brewing next door, or if I had Toppling Goliath, or if I had Trillium or Monkish, 
or Electric or something, one of these breweries that I, I know is bomb and everyone else knows is bomb and they're an excellent trade brewery. I don't really have that. I have a lot of breweries around here like Fremont, Rubens, I mean, stuff like that, I could almost guarantee to go grab some solid stuff from. I mean, some of my local breweries around here are starting can, which is awesome. Like, uh, E9's canning a ton now. Um, Otter Otter's starting can. So, I mean, it would be easier now to kind of jump into the trade game again. But it's just, it's not going to happen. But uh, I had, between Trilli- or, uh, Taver and Trades, I got a ton of Toppling Goliath. And Toppling Goliath was a huge one on my list. I tried, I tried just about everything from them. Um, so I'm a big fan of them. Fox Farm, which is kind of a new one before, for me, but my buddy, the dude on um, Instagram, um, I'm not going to remember his name right now. He got me a couple of those. In addition to that, he hooked me up with a treehouse and a trillium. No, he had me hooking up with two treehouses and a trillium. And that's, I mean, I would trade with that dude again in a heartbeat. That dude was awesome. He he really, really hooked it up. Um, and treehouse I've had before because of the dude, uh, my buddy up in Seattle. I need to hang out with that guy again. Um, and it was, it was really cool that I was able to kind of get another sample of Treehouse and I was really happy to try it. And then Trillium was a beer that I never thought I would see and he hooked me up with it. And it was just, it was just an IPA and it was a really good IPA, but it was, it was cool to get that opportunity. Um, my boy down in Hayes, uh, in California, Hayes Hunter, he hooked me up with a monkish, uh, green cheek, uh, I'm not, Brower Brower's West uh LCB beer which is an excellent beer Russian River dude I mean I don't know why I'm saying saying all these he hooked him up with everything everything I hadn't tried what can't that comes from California he hooked it up and he hooked it up really well he's a great trader if you get a chance but I mean because I was try, able to try those I've tried a a couple a Bell's beers um although I'm gonna say no I'm not gonna say anything I was able to try a boatload of Bearded Iris because of my bo- the dude down in J- uh, uh, Tennessee, uh, Jason. He hooked it up. Weldworks, I got a bunch from the dude in Can- uh, uh, Denver, and then I got a bunch from uh, Taver as well. And Weldworks is excellent. I will say I had a couple of their fruited IPAs or like their milkshake IPAs, and maybe I just don't like milkshake IPAs anymore, but they were kind of chalky flavoring, uh, tasting, but they were still good but not as good as, like, their normal double IPAs and stuff like that. Um, Fat Orange Cat, Orange Cat is huge over here for some reason. I found it, I see it at Tacoma Boys and Pine Defiance all the time. Great beer. Anchorage Brewing, they're, they were only distributed through um, Tavern, and you're starting to see the other beer, there are beers that pop into other places. Anchorage is awesome. They're pricey. And I would make the, I would make the argument that they might be overpriced, but their beer is good. It's hard, it's hard to say they're overpriced when they put out just dynamite, but their beer, their beer is excellent, and I would highly, highly recommend anything Anchorage. I got to try a Narrows Gauge, which is funny. So I saw it posted on Instagram for Narrows Brewing, and I was like, "Oh, I never saw this beer." He's like, "Oh yeah, it came from Missouri." And I was like, eh, "That can't be right." And then he said, "Oh yeah, Narrow Gauge," and I was like, "Oh, you tagged the wrong thing," and or I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, I think you tagged the wrong thing. I think what you wanted to tag was Narrows Gauge." Nero's Gauge is awesome. I've had two, I had two of their beers, and I actually grabbed it from a bottle shop down in Astoria. No. Yes, Astoria. Called Imperial Bottle Shop um, when we made a trip out there. Dude, their beer is excellent, and that bottle shop is awesome. Like, it's, it is a diamond in a rough. I don't, like, it's just, it's obviously two people who love beer who just, I don't know if they have hookups or if they travel a lot or what, but they had some crazy beer there. They had those two, they had Nero's Gauge, Man, there was like two or three beers I tried from there that was amazed I was able to grab them. I can't, I'm spacing on the other two. I'd have to look at my Instagram, but it's not worth it right now. But yeah, Imperial Bottle Shop down there. On top of that, I'm going to hit another story. I'm going to hit a couple of story things, but we'll come back to those. Overall, I tried a boatload of new beers this year. It was crazy how much beer I tried that I've never heard of. I mean, hell, I even throw Nightmare Brewing on there. And even though they're a little easier to find around here, Nightmare is something I had never even heard of. And now that I've tried them, I'm like, God, man, they're a great beer. Um, okay, so on top of that, I wanted to cover, I think that's like the main second goal. I want to talk about whiskeys. I've been getting super, super, super into whiskey this year. It's a tough hobby to have a beer, be really into beer and be really into whiskey. And it's, I have to, it's a line I have to walk very carefully because if I 
it's easy to go to somewhere and spend $60 on a new whiskey. <laughs> and then it's hard to justify doing that and spending $20 on a beer, a beer that week. So it's a very, it's a tight rope walk I have to walk right now. <laughs> but uh, some of the new whiskeys I tried this year, I got for my Christmas last year, I got a Maker's Mart private selection. Excellent, excellent whiskey. Um, this year I tried Buffalo Trace. I made a mistake of taking that to a party and it got devastated. Great whiskey. Uh, it's, it'd probably be my normal like weeknight whiskey because the price is good. I don't, it, it, truth be told, if I took a whiskey to a party, that'd probably be what I'd take. It's about 30 bucks, 35 bucks. I'm okay spending that much on a party. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good whiskey. I got recommended because of every podcast that talks about it. Great stuff. Uh, I did a heritage distilling tour, which we've been to heritage before. We actually haven't done the distilling tour. I don't know how we kind of didn't do it, but we never did. But we did the tour. It was cool. They had BSB 103 on there, and I love BSB. The 103 is like taking something that's delicious and actually packing it full of alcohol, and you're like, this is fantastic. Um, But then they also had this old-fashioned ready whiskey, which is they took their normal whiskey and aged it in some kind of orange barrels, but I don't know what it was. There must have been like an orange vodka in there or something. I don't know what it was, but you sip it and it tastes like uh, old fashioned and it's excellent. It's not a huge, it's not like a punch in your face with the orange. It's just a, it's just a touch of orange. So you taste it and you're like, mmm, kind of tastes like, you get the hint of uh, old fashioned. Really, really good. Um, We also, and this is the other Astoria thing I want to talk about. We went to a place, it went to Astoria for a weekend and one of the places where is Pilot House Distilling. Pilot House is awesome. The dude is really cool. I mean, it was when I was down at Astoria, it was I realized that people who lived in big cities but want to get away from that but still do an art moved to Astoria. So you have people who like run awesome bottle shops. You have the great brewery stuff happening down there, and you have this distillery. And he does just really fun, cool things. His sample thing is is excellent. It's like it's like every other distillery where you, you they can't serve more than like two ounces per person. But we were able to try a couple of their, their whis- or I think it was a whiskey, a chia something, vodka maybe, and then something else. I don't think it was their tequila. I think it was something else. And then we also tried the absinthe, and that's when I realized I love absinthe. Absinthe is awesome. One, it's like a, the whole thing is just such a production. But then when you try it, it has like, it has, it's all the great flavor of Jaeger with none of the garbage of Jaeger. So it has like that like black licorice taste to it just slightly and it leaves your tongue your tongue just a slightly numb. Ugh, it was really good. And it, but once again the artistry of watching them build this thing and run the the water cold water over the ice or not the ice but the um, sugar cube to melt it and then stir in the absinthe. Ugh, it was excellent. I would, I mean I would go back there just to try that again. But I mean we're going to make another trip at Astoria and we're going to just hang out there and ha- like my goal is to make a trip this next year. Um on top of that we had I bought Angel's Envy. Uh Angel Envy was recommended because of a binging of Babish episode and it was on my list for a while. I saw that they had the rye version at like the bottle the uh, liquor stores around here, but I couldn't find the other one and I saw the other I saw the other one at uh, Target. <laughs> It was, I think it was 60 bucks out the door, 60 and some change. It's not a bad price, but it's an excellent whiskey. And that's, like, when you get above, like, $40, this is starting to get into a different tier of whiskey for me. Excellent, excellent whiskey. Um, And then I got an apple whiskey from Edgefield Distilling, uh, part of McMinimins. I like it a lot. I love, like, an apple moonshine or apple whiskey. This is beautiful because... It has a really nice whiskey flavor, flavor, a really, really nice apple flavor, but doesn't have like that super sickly sweet syrupy flavor. It's like, I think what they do is they make their whiskey and then age it in, see, but I don't know what they age it in, some kind of apple barrels. What would that be? Maybe apple brandy or something like that? I have no idea. So it gets like the really strong apple flavor without being like sickly sweet. So it's like, it's like if you take the Jack Daniels or the Jim Beam apple, they're really good. But they have just like a crazy sickly sweet syrup. It's the same thing that you get with the, the cinnamon fireball, which is why I like BSB, which is a brown sugar bourbon, because it has like a sweet um, cinnamon flavor to it without having that gross sugary flavor. This is the equivalent of that, and I love it. I'm going to buy some more of it. And it's only like 40 bucks plus the stupid Washington tax, like 45 bucks, 50 bucks or something like that. Really, really good. 
Um, so those are my whiskeys, uh, events, and so I have two more two more categories I want to cover, and it's events I visited or went to, and um, bottle or not bottle shop, but breweries and bottle shop I tried for the first time. I went to a stupid amount of breweries, and I, like I realized that I'm just gonna talk about the ones I visited for the first time, and that one's gonna be a little bit quicker. But um, events I went to, uh, we did the Wingman P51 Porter event. It was a cool event. Um, I like. I'm, I'm a huge fan of hitting up these like small mini events at the breweries or bottle shops around here, and I want to do more of those this year. Um, it was a fun event to go to. If you look, if, listen to my last video, you know how I feel about Wingman. It's nothing. It's not. I don't have anything against them. I think they're a fine brewery. I think they're just better in Tacoma. So uh, then we went to we went to three Washington State Mu History Museum. We had to miss one because we were super sick. <laughs> We both got sick because of our niece, and we were stupid sick. And I was at the point where I felt a little bit better, but I knew I probably should just stay home and get some sleep. So we hit three of them, missed one of them. We're going to hit all four next year. They already have the events listed, and one of them is a repeat from the one that we missed, actually. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, we went to the Washington Beer Fest or Brewers Fest. That one's always classic. That's, uh, that's one we literally go to every year, and that's never going to change. Unless, unless we happen to be out of town during the Washington Brewer Fest, which we, like, we literally plan stuff around the Washington Brewer Fest. People are like, hey, we're going to do this this weekend. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be there, sorry, because I got the Washington Brewer Fest. Because it's, it's it's just become a tradition for us that I don't want to miss. Um, we went to the Adult Swim Hands, or the it's the Adult Swim event called at the Hands-On Child, Children's Museum down in Olympia. This was cool. If we don't go next year i don't think i mind i i didn't like a lot of the beer i had there's a couple of brewers i liked like mattress is there mattress is always solid they were having an issue with one of their taps i tried a couple other things there that was that was new for me my favorite part was going into and talking to the home brewers and he was talking about this pilsner and i'm not much of a pilsner guy but i said it to him and i wasn't just blowing smoke up of his ass his Pilsner was so clean and so crisp and full of perfect flavor. I told him it was one of the best beers I had that, that day. And that wasn't a joke. That was one of the best beers I had that day. So, I I don't know if we'll go to that this year. We'll see. It was fun. It was great to hang out with Allison and Michael. It's not just not huge on my list. Uh, the Winter Beer Fest down in, it's not it's Tacoma Dome every year up to this year. It's the Pialp Fair, the grounds this year. It was fine. It was good. I like. I think the location's great. There's a lot of really good parking. You don't have to pay for parking. It's easy to get in and out of there. It was fun. And they have food there, but we didn't eat any of it. And then we went and got other food that we wanted. So, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know. It was, it was, it was a great location. It was a little weird. The part of the reason I loved... The Tacoma Dome is because we could legitimately walk there and push comes to shove, Uber back. This year, no one really got drunk. I, I limited myself to about 10. I will say I had like eight barrel-aged things, and I felt like absolute garbage afterwards. <laughs> but it was still a great beer fest. Um, we did the Ollie Tap Room anniversary. That was great. We do that. We I try and hit that every year, mostly so I could get the um, their, their matchless anniversary beer. It's usually really, or not matches, three magnets. I will say I may, this year's going to be interesting. This year's going to be interesting. Three magnets isn't the brewery they were last year. And it's because they lost their head brewer. And I don't think they are brewing good beer now, which is part of the reason why the children's uh, museum thing wasn't amazing. It's because I tried their beer and I was like, this is a pretty subpar beer. So... I will go to the event again this year, I imagine. I don't know if I'll buy a four-pack of beer. I guess we'll see. I I wouldn't be surprised if I... I don't know if I'll buy a, a four-pack of beer. This would be the first time not doing that. That's going to be interesting. I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, we went to... Uh, Tacoma Brewing had a Strange Brew Fest thing, and that was fun. We've been wanting to go this one over in Port Angeles, I think is where it's at. It's like a hour and a half drive it's called the strange brew fest it goes over two days it's like 40 bucks we've wanted to go for that years and we were thinking for sure we were going to do it this year and now it's at the point where like we don't really want to pay the hotel we don't really want to drive over there 
we don't know if what the weather's going to be like, so it's hard to really be like, yeah, let's buy two tickets, check out a hotel, and drive there. And then be like, oh, we can't do that because it's snowing. And it's just, I'm not going to... We have plans for something else. I'll talk about it later if we end up doing it. But the Strange Brew Fest in Tacoma Brewing was awesome. Tacoma Brewing is doing some really cool stuff this last year. I, w- I mean, I almost put them on list as a new brewery that we visited. But truth be told, we've been to Tacoma Brewing before years ago. But then they moved shop and they run really short hours. It's like 2 to 9 uh, Fridays and Saturdays. So they're only open for like 16 hours a week or 12 hours a week or something like that. And it's they're great beer, awesome place, but they've put on some really cool events this year. So we're we're gonna see them a lot more this year. Uh, we went to the Tumwater Brewfest. Tumwater Brewfest is great because it's down in Olympia. We have a bunch of friends down there. It's easier. If, I think it's easier for them to all justify going that one than maybe going to the Redmond one. It's a little hard to get our friends to go up to the Redmond one. So it's typically just Amanda and I, or maybe my mom or her parents came at one point, but. The Tom Water one is still pretty good. I don't think it's quite as good as the Washington one, but I think the Tom Water one is fun. And but it's just mostly so I can hang out with friends. It's a great beer, beer, uh, brew fest still. Um, we did a sour beer fest thing over at E9. It wasn't a huge one. It was just a little small thing, but we got to try some really cool sour beers. Uh, we did a hop fest at Top Rung. Or I, I guess I did a hop fest at Top Rung, um, and that was a blast. Uh, we did a couple peaks and pints things. They had a pastry style and then we did the barley wine thing. So yeah, it was a good year for events. Nothing crazy. I think I would, I would like to increase that if that's possible, but it's hard to say what that will look like. Now I'm just going to run through new breweries we visited and talk about a couple breweries. So the first one is lowercase. I don't know if we visited that one in 2018. I feel like we did. I can't say for sure. Lowercase has become one of our favorite places. They have an awesome brunch selection and a great thing that happens like once a Sunday, once a month on a Sunday. This is a blast. And it's like halfway between um, us and our friends in Seattle, so they don't mind coming down to that and hanging out. It's a ton of fun. Um, and it's they have great beers, and they force me to try different beers because they do a lot more lagers. They do have some IPAs, and their IPAs are still good, but they, like it's easier to go... I'll just grab the lager, and it's, or I'll try And it's, they do different lagers, like a Mexican uh, Hell's, and they do a lot of, like, uh, like a, a Dunkelweizen and stuff like that. So they do some really cool stuff. They do different stuff, and I get to try some new things. Uh, we tried, for the first time, Parahelion. They're cool because they're close to um, the light rail, uh, light rail station, I th- think, in Beacon. I can't remember which light rail stop it is. But, yeah, it's a cool little place. I will say we tried Marrow for the first time, which was awesome. But like like um, Pork Belly, I don't think I was meant to eat Marrow much. It was really good. But it kind of... There's a certain thing that happens when I eat things that my body doesn't necessarily agree with. It's like, it was, like if I eat too much brisket my stomach gets like this really queasy feel same thing happens if i like if i were to eat a stick of butter i would feel so queasy and like a heartbeat which is why i do very very light butter it's like when it's too heavy and fat i just i it makes me it makes me so nauseous feeling and i got that after eating the bone marrow it was really good and i got the same feeling after eating the pork belly that i had really good great i don't think i meant to eat it unfortunately uh but that was a cool experience which a jellyfish I'm not, I don't want to speak ill of Jellyfish. It's a very quiet bar of people that clearly go there on a regular basis. I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of them. I've had their beer before, but I wasn't, for whatever reason, the stuff we were trying, I was kind of like, everything's okay. I probably won't go here again. So, been to Jellyfish. It's off the list. I don't know if I'll go again. If I was to be honest, and it's nothing against them, it just it just the environment wasn't very inviting for my friends and I who were playing games. It was very very quiet. We were a little drunk already coming in there. It was super quiet. All the beer was like, hey, it's good, not my favorite. So uh, then we went to Ho River. Ho River is another one of those breweries that's open for like twelve hours a week, Friday Saturday, very 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 short schedule. We happened to have a chance to go there. It was a really cool experience. I'm glad I went. The owner's awesome. We gotta try it. Um, a small batch barrel there, or a small batch beer they were making or testing out that day. It was really good. Um, after talking, I would I agree with, I can't remember who I was talking to. I feel like it was Seth, maybe, maybe Brian. We were talking about it. 
they're not a great brewery. They're not bad. Nothing about them is mind blowing, but they're really it's cool to visit them for sure. And I think I think they have pretty good beers. Nothing nothing mind blowing. But um, headless mumbly. I used to think it was headless mumbly, but headless mumbly. I have to remember. I think it's been it's been almost eight months since we visited. I think they every one of their beers is a lager variant. So they. I think they do an IPA lager, a rye IPA lager. They do like a, I didn't think they did, I don't think they did like a lager porter or a lager stout, but they did like a red lager. They did a lot of things. Everything revolved around lager. It was cool. I'm not a, the hugest lager fan, so it's very hit or miss for me, but it was a, it's a cool idea. Parking lot's way too tiny. It's too small of a spot, but it's, it's a great brewery if you could get in there. I visited Holy Mountain, which was awesome. Holy Mountain, freaking awesome. Great beer, great location. I would, I highly recommend them. Even if you go and try their beer, it's great beer. Uh, McMinimins and Elk Temple that opened up this year. I highly recommend them, but I understand if you don't, if you don't love them. But that was, uh, that was, we've been there a ton since they've opened up. We did Acorn Brewing. It's in Edgewood, Washington. It's basically kind of if you go if you go to federal way it's like around the federal way milton i think it's called edgewood area it's not a bad brewery and considering that there's no other brewery around there it's it's a good spot i could see why they're going to do well there and i hope they continue doing well there the challenge will be if a different brewery comes in like a pacific brewing rip but a pacific brewing or like a Fremont style, like something of that level caliber, I think they'd get choked out a little bit. But like their beers, like we we tried a flight, one beer was awesome, and then the next beer was kind of okay, and then the next beer was awesome, and the next beer was okay. Like their IPA was a little weak for me, but I did really like their Tangerine Half, I think is what it was, excellent. And then their pepper beer was good, but I don't like pepper beers, but it tasted like, I think it was jalapeno, I think it was very peppery whatever pepper it was. So I don't, I haven't, I've, I like them. I would visit them again, but it's a drive for us and it wasn't as good as other breweries around here. Um, we, I tried Lucky Envelope. Lucky Envelope was awesome. My buddy Ryan uh, from the podcast was, brought a couple of their beers. They had a peanut butter stout that I actually really enjoyed, which is hard for me to say. Typically I like a peanut butter stout for about that much beer. That one I kept going back for and it was really, really good. Uh, went to Stoop Brewing. Stoop Brewing's in that area. Uh, Ballard. Ballard is choked out with breweries, but I was glad. I went to Rubens, uh, Lucky Envelope, and then a Stoop. And Stoop is awesome. It's a crazy. It's a little. It's a hectic of a brewery. It'd be. I. I think that would be a brewery that'd be dope if you were in one of the houses around there because it, it's a. They have great beer, but it'd be cooler to be able to kind of walk over there if it's busy, grab a growler, and just dip out. And I think it'd be a little tougher to hang out. But they have a lot of seating. They have some stuff upstairs. I think they have some food. I didn't try any of their food, but I liked all their beers. Um, we Our friends live next to three breweries. I guess I shouldn't say that, but they live close enough. They live within walking distance of three breweries. So Figurehead Brewing was one of them we tried. Figurehead is cool. I don't think they'll last too much longer. I like their beer. And I like the location, but they have two other dynamite breweries pretty close to them. And I think that's going to be their struggle. We went to all three breweries, like back to back to back. The other two were much busier than Figurehead. Figurehead was solid. I liked their beer. There was, I have nothing wrong with their beer. I liked everything I had there and I liked it pretty significantly, but you could, they were just dead. And I've never seen them at, any kind of beer fest. I've never seen them around, but like some like Tacoma Brewing's like that, where they're just they're busy all the time for their very short. I, oh, maybe that's the future of Figurehead is that they're gonna be open for three days a week for eight hours or eight hours a day basically, and they'll blow up. They'll do well during that time. But I hope them the best. I really like their beer. Um, I'm gonna talk about Dirty Couch next, and I'm gonna come back to the other one I really love as because I think they might. There's an argument to be made with them and another brewery on list on here that they might be my favorite places. So Dirty Couch. Dirty Couch is awesome. They did a lot of sours. I liked everything they had. Everything I had, I tried. I loved it. Brothers Cascadia is down in Vancouver. I decided to go to that one instead of Trapdoor because of the route we were making. 
I really like them. I do really wish I went to Trapdoor, just because I, I, they're up there as one of my favorite breweries, but they were in such opposite directions. It's like I think it's the difference between going down 205 and going down 84. And I th- we went down 205 to get to where we need to go, and I'm like, man, I really wish we would have gone to... Or no, it's 205 and I-5. It's where it splits off, I think. And we had the choice of going one way, which takes us down to where we were going, which is kind of downtown Portland area, or it goes the other way. And eventually get back down. If you go to I-5, you go back down Jansen Beach and come back around. And we made the choice based on where we were going. And I, I, re- I liked Brothers Cascadia. They were kind of a new brewery for me this year, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed their stuff. But I really wish I went to Trapdoor because Trapdoor has been on my list for a while. Um, went to Great Notion for the first time. I like Great Notion. I think their beer is excellent. I think they're a little overly hyped. I've had their beer a bunch up here. They, every once in a while, they bring a bottle. Edison grabs um, a keg or two from them every once in a while, and then they'll bring some cans every once in a while. And then Ollie Taproom brought some cans and like three kegs from them and another, and Ruse Brewing. I like Great Notion. I almost feel like I like the idea of Great Notion more than I love Great Notion, but I do like Great Notion. <laughs> and I don't want that to be I don't want that to be misconstrued. I think they I think they do make really good beer. <laughs> but I think there's I'll come back to this. I think there's better in Portland. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say for now. I'll come back to it in one second. Uh went to Fort George for first time. I like I love Fort George beer. I don't love Fort George restaurant. I think they are severely overpriced for the food they're putting out. I don't think they're putting out any food that makes me go, oh my God, what's a great food? I think they put out a lot of food that I'm like, yeah, this is good food. Um, And it was, I thought it was, we were up on the upstairs one, which I think is a pizza section. I think it was just overpriced and it was, Okay, when I left eating, when I was done eating, I was kind of like, eh, I could give or take their food. Another complaint is they obviously have about, they have like, I think a 20-ish tap thing going. They put out some really good beer. Like the Chris Knife is like one of my favorite. Their Fields of Green is like the only uh, fresh hop beer that I like. And a couple other IPAs and then some really good stouts. I felt like everything I tried there was stuff I had before and there was nothing really new or special about being in the actual brewery. Like if I go to if I go E9, they're rotating through their stuff on a regular basis as and as well as their brewery. So like every time I go to a brewery, it's like one of five IPAs I've never had. It's like there's a handful of IPAs I've never had, a bunch of fruited beers I've never had, a bunch of sours I've never had, a bunch of uh, dark beers I've never had, and they're all over the place. Same thing with like Odd Otter, same thing with a lot of the local places. I went there and there was like four beers I hadn't tried before, but they weren't anything special. And then the, Crystal Knife. And I was like, I don't really want to try, grab a Crystal Knife from a brewery that I love, but I already know. And I've had Crystal Knife before. I was like, what's the benefit? So, Fort George was kind of a little disappointment. I guess it kind of falls in the same place as Great Notion. I, these are places I built up as, like, favorite brewery ideas. And I tried them, and I was kind of like, eh, it's okay. Um, still great beer. Still a top, I guess, Oregon brewery, without a question. Same with Great Notion. No one would ever put... Uh, do a rating of Oregon beers and not put Great Notion on there. So I'm just kind of, I was, I think expectation was like exceeded realization. Um, I went to Machine House Brewing and Counterbalance. Machine House is really cool. Very English style pub. They do a lot of, not nitros, cask beers. So everything could be served. Everything's kind of like a lukewarm feel. And it has like a really cool feel environment. Their beer is excellent. Whoever the whoever the brewer is 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 magnif- magnificent. And I took my buddy there, who's a huge beer nerd, and he's huge into like the cast English style beers. Versus like all my other beer nerds are huge into IPAs and um, barrel aged stouts, and that's kind of co- common and normal. Maybe I'd even say that most of us are beer people are becoming basic beer people versus like the people who are super into. And I think sours is even falling into that. Versus like a place like Lowercase, which does a lot of really good lagers and other things. Versus like Machine House, that does a very good cask and other things. So, there's something special about Machine House. Counterbalance was cool. 
Um, I was glad I visited. I it was the end tail end of me drinking beer that day. I tried a couple beers. I liked them. I'd go back again. It's a great location. So now the last two I want to talk about. These two might be my new favorite breweries. Urban Family Brewing is up in Seattle. I had their beer before at a beer fest. I know this because I have a sticker on my computer from Urban Family Brewing. We went there. Half the menu was IPAs. Half the menu was sours. Everything I had was dynamite. I didn't have even a single bad beer experience there. I was so happy with everything. Um, and then the last one is Culmination Brewing. I've had Culmination Brewing beer for the last however long. Everything is really good. Their brewery, just as awesome. Their barrel-aged stuff, just as awesome. Vis- everything I've had from them, awesome beer. So those two now are neck and neck as two of my favorite breweries to visit, and I plan on visiting both again. And I heard... Um, uh, urban families actually moving locations. I don't know if they're moving locations or if they're just opening up another one. I have to imagine they're moving. Either way. Okay, now I'm looking at the clock. I'm at 51 minutes. This has gone way too long. And I wish I could shorten it up a little bit because I think someone's going to see that time and be like, that's ridiculously long. But either way, let's close this out. Um, once again, YouTube, it should just be Aging Nerds. Uh, Twitter, Aging Nerds. Instagram is now Aging Nerds. Just look up Aging Nerds. That's me. I have the other account open still. I plan on getting rid of it at some point. It's super low pride for me at this point to just have, it's a lot easier to just have the one thing. Um, I think it's blogspot or agingnerds.blogspot.com is the blog. I haven't started adding like written stuff yet. I'll get there. I'm just so bad at writing. It's so much easier to record a video, but then it's so much harder to edit it. I don't know. I'm, I want to start writing some more stuff there. That's going to happen in the future, I promise. Uh, 2019 was awesome. Thank you for listening to this. If you made it all the way through, it's been a great beer year. My next episode will be about upcoming beer year of 2020. Goals are going to be different. They'll be a lot of fun. Thanks again. Have a great night.